Welcome to the Root of Power podcast, where I teach you how to chase your joy, find alignment, and create a life and a business that you love using actionable methods, interviews, and inspiring stories from people who know that true freedom is found within. I'm your host, your always hype woman and sometimes ass kicker, Amanda Chills, and I am so proud of you for choosing to step into your power. Come along, we've got dreams to build. Okay, my love, I have put everything that I offer for free on one page so that we are not doing more work than we have to because why would we do that? Hashtag work smarter, not harder. So livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. You are going to find everything I've created for not only leveling up in your personal life and building a life that you love, but leveling up in your business life and building a business that you love. Okay livemyhappyhealth.com slash free. Love you. Welcome. Everyone rolls with it. Like whatever. None of us are perfect. We just roll. Kim, hi. We work together for, you know, I should really look it up before I talk to people, but I think it was probably a couple years. Yeah. Um, at least 2019, maybe early 2020. Oh, wow. Because I, I think it was pre-COVID, I think. I think so too, but I feel like COVID was the last decade. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, you're right. Yeah. We started in April, 2020. Um, so you had me when I was still a baby private practice, not a baby therapist, but a baby private practice. And you are very interesting. Uh, well, you're just interesting as a human being. But one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on was when you have such a wonderful sense of humor that I think people are just going to love you. Um, and if they hate you, they have that. That's not our problem. Um, and I'm getting a wide range of what people have gone through. And I know that you, you went through a very intense traumatic situations, multiple, um, and feel free to share as much of that as you want. Um, but you actually came to me, your ex-husband found me and and he did not do so well. No. You know, ended ended therapy stopped coming and you are thriving. So you can yeah. tell me tell us as much of that story as you'd like. Um yeah, go ahead. Um, well, I mean the marriage wasn't going well and um I was wanting to get out and I was given yes, basically an ultimatum. Um I couldn't get a divorce so I went to therapy. It had to be marriage counseling. And, um, he, he picked the therapist. That was the deal. Mm. And, um, and I agreed to it, but my deal was, um, I would go the first visit Mm -hmm. by myself Mm -hmm. and, um, that's what he did. And I pretty much just was like, Hey, I'm here for marriage counseling, but I'm not. Yeah. I need you to help me get out of this. <laughs> yeah, which was so brave of you because you know, with with therapy there is that risk of like the therapist siding with one party or the other. So like it is like we do have to be very very intentional about staying neutral in your situation. On on my end it's hard when I know one party sucks. <laughs> Like, and the other, the other half of the relationship is, um, being mishandled essentially is like not being treated well. So it's a very fine line between like, okay, how much of this are we doing like relational work and how much is, it doesn't matter how much relational work we do because there's no... There's no relational work to be done in a relationship where one partner is not safe. So like that, that was very tricky for a long time with you and like navigating that within like how much can we do that's actually safe for you versus like how do we plan to exit when the timing is appropriate? Yeah. 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 That was a rough That was a rough one for sure. Um, what was it like having 
Because I'm sure that was, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. How was it knowing that like I was seeing, because when this is something I do differently from a lot of therapists, I don't only see couples together. I, I kind of force them to do individual as well. And like, we're not doing it unless I see you separately also. Um, so how was it knowing that like I was seeing both of you and then sometimes we were doing together sessions? It was... I'm trying to put myself back where I was. Um, yeah. I know I was very stressed out and oh, for sure. I just remember being like a chihuahua, just like a shaking, just yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. because I would, you know, have a really good session with you and everything seemed great. We'd have a game plan and then mm-hmm. he would come home and tell me, oh, this is what you should be doing or mm-hmm. Amanda says you should do all these things. And it's like, I never said any of that. Yeah. And then, so I would wait. I think we were doing weekly when we first started Mm -hmm. or two, I can't remember, but it would, well, he said I had to do this and this. And it was, it took me a while to get really comfortable and just fully realize, Hey, she's not against me. She's here to help me. Mm -hmm. What he says is full on bull crap. Like, that is, that's not true. Right. And yeah. I find that a lot of people will try and weaponize me in it. Like, oh, well, she says that or you need to bring that up in therapy. And it's like, okay, that's its own red flag on top of like other red flags. Um, but it did. Yeah, it did take a while. And I, I remember it being like, I remember when you decided to leave and we had a few sessions when you were gone, like he was gone. Yeah. Um, and then me coming to the realization, like, oh, I didn't actually know how bad it was because we hadn't talked about how bad it was. And I was like, oh my God, if I had known sooner, we would have had different conversations earlier. Um, so just so many interesting dynamics there. And then like your growth over the period. And this is this is the point that I, one of the reasons I asked you to interview besides the fact that I just enjoy you as a human is like the growth that you've had in like so scared for good reason, right? Like you, you yeah. were not safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so then like fear is obviously a survival mechanism. Like so anxious, so, so much like, scanning and protection mode and survival mode and like <laughs> right like kind of yeah. thing. like really coming into your own and being like fuck it I'm good yeah and then you were very interesting as well because this is something a lot of people don't know is that you can do a lot of healing work leaving an abusive relationship but the the rest of the work only happens when you enter into a new relationship so people will be like, oh, I'm super good. And they're really good single. And then they get into a new relationship and they're like, oh God, <laughs> yeah. this shit came up and I don't know what to do with it. And it's like, right, that's the second half of the work. And you, you know, we've been through that whole arc for you. Yeah. So yeah, if you have thoughts or want to expand on that, that would be lovely. Oh yeah. That was, um, you know, single life. I was like, yeah, heck yeah, man, I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm basically healed now. And then <laughs> yeah, I got into the relationship and I'm like, yeah, this is great. And then it was just, it was great till it wasn't. And it, it happened. Well, it's different work, right? Like yeah. the work that you do to be okay single and the work that you do to be in a healthy relationship are very different. And it's different triggers. Like a relationship is going to trigger things that you just don't experience when you're single because you don't have a partner partners yeah Yeah. so what were some of the things that like when you got into a relationship if you don't mind sharing that you were like oh I didn't realize this would come up well just communication that was one that was the beginning it was great communication was good and I wasn't afraid to you know be in Walmart longer than an hour then Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. Like I could drive, you know, to town and be totally okay and not have to look over my back. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And then there were times where insecurities would come up and it's like I knew where we had talked in our sessions. Okay, well, this is what I need to do. 
mm. like with my insecurity. So maybe if I would just, you know, well, no, it's okay. It, totally okay. Don't, this is what's happening, but I'm not realizing that the other half is not done quite the healing as I did or the inner work as like I did. And uh, looking back now, I'm like, oh, I was expecting them to be healed like I was. Okay. Or to have like the same skill set. It, yes. Yeah. And it just don't work like that. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't until I think, and you and I have talked about this, like relationships get better. The next relationship is better than the last, better than the last. But it is almost, it's very, very rare that someone goes from like the relationship that you experienced when you were married, which was very not good um, to someone who's like wonderful. It's yeah. like, that's typically too big of a jump. So it is like the next person is better. And then the next person is better. And then like two or three down the line is like, Oh, then it's like really, really good. Yeah. Because your standards also raise each time. And you're like, Oh yeah, we're, we're definitely not doing like the bar is so low. The devil's playing limbo with it. But now the bar is like 10 feet underground versus yeah. a thousand, but it's still, the bar is a little too low. Yeah. I agree with that. That was what I thought was just, you know, the bestest of the best paintbrush was maybe just yeah. in the good, you know, section. Yeah. Still great, but not oh, for good, me. But not, not top, not top of the line. Yeah. No, it doesn't paint my wall like I need it to. So, <laughs> right. but, um, lessons learned. Um, yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, life, life went on and now I'm actually in a really good relationship. So. <laughs> it's uh it's kind of funny it's from is my first love but we have grown tremendously and adorable it's it's so nice to talk to someone and you don't have to rethink about your conversation just oh i went to dollar general oh that's right i told you i was going to walmart but i went to dollar general instead yeah like little simple things like that that i never that I was always looking out for those things like, oh, man, oh, I, he's going to think I'm lying or mm. he does not care. <laughs> are you are you OK saying like some of the things that you were experiencing when you were with your ex-husband? You don't have to at all. Um, but I think it would be very interesting for people to hear. Again, not that you have to do it at all. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, so grocery store trips. Um, that was like my, you know, just your average grocery store trip. You know, when it started pushing close to an hour, I was getting texts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was definitely accused of cheating then at a grocery store. Um, I had to be very cautious. Uh, I groomed dogs on the side. I had to be very cautious of my male clients um, and very careful how I talk to them or when they text me. Mm-hmm. Uh, even having um, like men on my social media, whether I'd went to school with them or just knew them through the years, I had to be very cautious or my ex-husband would go through ad and send them messages. Um, so always having to look over my shoulder, um, constantly getting told that um, there was a private investigator following me. So Anywhere I went, I was always looking behind me, looking mm-hmm. over my shoulder, watching every car. Even at work, I would peek out the windows. Like if there was a car broke down, I'm like, oh, yep, that person's got to be watching me. I just know it. Wow. Um, and things like that. Always cautious who I talk to. Um, mm-hmm. Even my friends. Um, very careful how I talk to them, what I told mm-hmm. them. Um, Because according to him, he was all buddy buddy with them, which (laughs) Which was not true. Not true at all. He disliked him so much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But when you're in that mode, it's like you. It just seems so true. Yeah, you just felt like I was in a deep dark hole. Yeah. With no way out there for a while. Um, Jokes definitely on him. (laughs) Yes. Yes, and you know, with my daughter. Like, very cautious about that. Like, he would, you know, tell her to call me things. And that was very hard, too. Um, You know, he, 
I don't know. Can I say whatever? I don't know. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> And he would have her call me a whore. And, you know, at this oh. time, she's, that time she was three. So, granted, she has no idea what she's saying. But hearing that from your child, it's like, holy crap. And then, of course, denying all of that. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, And then, you know, things got physical. That was always hard because I never knew how to de-escalate those situations. Um, And that was one of the reasons too, I wanted to come along so I could, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, how do I avoid this while trying to figure out or save money to get out or get him out? Um, especially with my daughter, because I probably could have left, but not with, not with her. Well, it's easier to plan for one person than one person in a, a young child. And it is a very delicate balance. Like, <sighs> Because there's so many things that like, literally you, like so many things I teach clients that you literally were not able to do because it would have put your life in danger. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how do we prioritize safety first? Where it's like, sometimes the answer as much as I hate it is like, your dogs are fine. As much as I hate it, sometimes the answer is like, take it until yeah. you leave, which <laughs> sucks. Like, yeah. You know, but it sucks for you as well because you're like, yeah, I'm the person living it. But but yeah, it definitely was a delicate balance. And it does take a lot of planning, which is one of the reasons like so many, so many people stay is the amount of planning that it takes is really can be very overwhelming. Yeah. And I, I just remember you explaining um, uh, flight, fight or phone and mm. kind of compared the phone into kind of what snake in the grass waiting to strike so mm -hmm. i was just waiting for my opportunity to leave yeah with west or with my daughter so yeah. um that yeah, was a lot of a lot of people think like waiting is the same thing as like staying and it's not like biding time oh that's what I, that's why i was going like biding time is not the same thing as like okay well i'm just doing nothing it's like no, no, you're just biding time. Like it, it was a very delicate situation. For sure. yeah. It was. And then, and then it was navigating all the aftermath, right? <laughs> so like, the other crappy thing that I hope people understand is like, if they know someone or if they're experiencing leaving a partner who is abusive, like it doesn't typically end when you leave or when their friend or whoever they know leaves, like there's aftermath of like, so much cruelty especially when there's a kid involved like obviously he's you know never not her dad yeah. but there's typically like all this involved drama that oh, like, yeah. you have to navigate afterwards like leaving I thought well I kind of didn't because you kind of gave me the heads up but yeah. like, oh man that will be a weight that will be a weight off my shoulders. Eventually it was. <laughs> yeah, but I just remember you told me, we're still in the swamp, okay? We're still in the swamp. We're going to get out of that swamp. I'm like, are you sure? Because it's just... Are you sure? Because there's an alligator biting my ass. And it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people do get out. I mean, no matter how crappy their, their partners are, like there is a point where they, you know, find a new victim, like literally what typically happens but yeah the aftermath is rough um so what were some of the things that were helpful for you throughout that process and then you hadn't done therapy before you came right mm -mm. okay cool so first question then and we'll get to to the second one is like what did you expect and how was it compared to, <laughs> to what you got so i I guess just the general, like you see on TV, like you're sitting in a chair and getting asked, well, how does that make you feel? <laughs> or, you know, well, you are married. So oh God. this is part of it. So those were some of my fears. And then like, after I talked to you, it was on the way home. I remember, oh yeah, I'm finally going to get out of this hell hole. I'm going to, I, I got this. Like, I'm still scared shitless, but. I knew that I made the right decision. Like that was the good. I'm like, okay. So he, he didn't realize what he just did, but 
did not. <laughs> he didn't. I remember like, saying, like, us saying that so many times where we're just like, he did not think that through. No, he did not read because you're all about empower, empowering people, your true self. And because <laughs> I remember telling you, I was like, he didn't read your website. Like, he did not read it. <laughs> I think what happened is he was like, oh, she's a woman. She'll say, I can charm her. Like, I really think that's part of what he thought. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's so cute. Yeah, no, that did that not work. Because I remember one of our, we didn't have many, but where we came together, and uh, you had corrected him on something, and I remember the end on the inside. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it was great. I'm like, yes, he has been corrected. Yeah, someone stood up to him. Ha ha. Yeah. And then I'm sure he was like, that bitch. I was like, home <laughs> is going to suck, but it was so worth it. I got to watch it. Heck yes. Yeah. You are actually one of the reasons that I do see couple people individually. Also, I think only seeing a couple together is just stupid. But it is one of the reasons because it's like you really don't know what's going on until you get someone alone. And I really don't understand why that's not a normal thing. Because they're, I mean, even in couples where, like, it's much more balanced or, like, safe, where it's a much more healthy dynamic, like, there are things that you just don't want to say. Like, what if I want to complain about my partner? I don't want to do it in front of them. Like, you know, I want to work through it. So, yeah. So, that's actually one of the reasons is, like, oh, like, really being able to get get the full story. So, that's so sweet of you to say that it felt like, oh, okay, I can, like, actually get out of this. Yeah. I wasn't, you know, I didn't talk about it to anyone, Mm -hmm. what was going on. Like, I basically was living a double life. Like, as far as Mm -hmm. anyone knew, I was content. Mm -hmm. Like, people say now, oh, yeah, we knew you weren't happy. Cool. But they didn't know what was going on. They knew Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy, but they didn't know the extent of what was going on. Right. Of course. Yeah. That's, I agree with the, having the separate you know, meetings, because you, it's, if you've lived a double, a double life like that, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to pretend, be like, oh yeah, well, I mean, it's not really that bad, especially when Well, and like, that's the safer choice, right? If like being honest is going to put your life in danger, yeah, I'm going to fucking lie too. Like, yeah, like, oh yeah, it's great. And then it's great. It's fine. That's the problem. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then you go home and you're like, God damn it. Yeah. So what were some of the things um, that were helpful for you? So pretty much how (laughs) we like in arguing where you, you stayed calm, you didn't escalate as well Mm -hmm. or not necessarily not fight back, but I pretty much just kind of stayed sort of quiet, but I can't, you would, you would tell me to say uh, maybe or, Mm. and yeah, to not agree, but not disagree. Yes. And that I would do that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And a couple of times it would escalate and it was just like, oh, that is not when I use that. Okay. Yeah. It was trial and error a few times. Um, But on it, you taught me how to like de-escalate so not or I don't know if that's the right word but diffuse the bomb yeah diffuse well it's both right it's like a lot of a lot of people when they're in that kind of dynamic think that like explaining is helpful because you're logical so you're like oh obviously they just don't understand so then they explain and they're like why are you justifying and it's like oh so just being like yeah maybe or like just being non-committal tends to go a good way without people betraying themselves because we don't want you to agree to something that's not true, but getting out of an argument is more valuable. It's just such a fine line in that kind of a dynamic where it's like, yes, I want you to be honest. No, I don't want you to be unsafe. So like if lying is the way you get out of it, fuck it. (laughs) Like lie, agree to whatever to get out of the situation. We just don't want to stay there. Um, That's probably the thing that I've, found the most to keep me the safest Mm. um yeah 
the because I would always, you know, I'd get called a liar or a cheater and you know, whether I agreed or disagreed, I was still gonna get hurt. So right. it was like, well, do I say yeah, do I say no? And finally the maybe he was so thrown off by it that <laughs> so it was like and then sometimes it was whatever was going on it just didn't work but nothing would have worked I mean that right yeah what were some other things that were helpful some like mindset shifts or things that you remember I know it's thinking a lot that this is not permanent and Mm -hmm. having someone tell me hey you you don't have to live like this that we had talked about marriage and that, you know, kind of learning about having that mindset, like, Oh, you get married and you stay together. Um, I remember so toxic getting, getting that out of my head. Like, well, you know, I've, I've made it, I've tried to make it work. There is no, there is no more trying. It's no one can tell you, you didn't try. That's Um, and it it is a lot of unlearning beliefs that were handed to you, but like that certainly didn't serve you. Like, you know, and and a lot of those beliefs miss the nuance. It's like, don't not try for the marriage. Like that make that's I think I hope that's the point. Is like, well, once you get married, it's forever. As in, like, put effort into it. But if that becomes a prison where your your life is in danger, like. Uh, fuck that belief. Literally, but like if God's going to be mad at me because I didn't stay and get beat, um, I have some questions. Yes. I think he, I yeah, think he understood like, I right. don't need to be on the cross either, sir. Like get, get me off. <laughs> right. Like I, <laughs> I do not need to be sacrificed. Thank you. No, I've yeah. had enough, sir. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I've had enough, sir. Get me off this cross. <laughs> literally, literally. But it is it is so toxic because those beliefs are so normal. Mm-hmm. And then typically they're also parroted by well-meaning yeah. people in your life who are like, well, you know, it's, this is really, you're, you're staying it. And, you know, and they really give you advice that's garbage, but it's all they know. Yeah. So then you're like, well, shit. What do I do I with know. that? And especially like with the kids or having kids as well, you know, you're told, oh, you got to make it work for the kids. You know, they Mm. really need both parents. It's, they need a two parent dynamic. No, they don't. Do they though? Because I think my kid needs to be in this environment. Do they need this particular two parent dynamic or can I find another one? Yeah. Like, can I find another parent? Yeah. So that's definitely something people deal with all the time is like, what people say to them, I hope they don't know the full story and then say that. But sometimes people will know the full story and be like, well, you know, what are you teaching the kids? And it's like, well, if I stay, what am I teaching, teaching them? Good Lord. Yeah. Like, oh, just, you know, because I remember you telling me that. Mm, Yeah. um, You know, what are you teaching her? Right. Like you're. And what what was he teaching her? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which like that typically like I I use that because it's a slap in the face. Like yeah. I intentionally say that to stab my clients in the heart when they don't get it. Yeah. Or they don't want to get it, right? Like you knew you were leaving and that was one of our goals, but like some people it takes a little longer. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'm gonna stab you right in the heart with that question. And then they're like, Oh shit (laughs) but i got right but sometimes like sometimes i really have to stab people in the heart to get the point across um what about some of the things you learned after you left like how is how is that adjustment because it it definitely takes a little while to adjust yes it's not just like a switch it was (laughs) it was you still like i still learned how to deal with him after even Mm not really out of his control, but where that just anxiety just left or whatever that was. It was just like a black cloud of (laughs) danger. Conditioning, Really? It was so much conditioning. Like 
when you live in a surveillance state for so long, like, yeah, it's, it's like people who get out of prison, right? It like takes a yeah. while to adjust to being out of prison. Yeah. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, that's true. But it, and then how to like handle the text with him. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, cause then it was, I would catch myself kind of falling back into that. But then mm-hmm. it's like, wait a minute. I'm, I, <laughs> I started getting a little more clever and just not yeah. answering. And that felt so great the first couple mm-hmm. times yeah. where it was, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to answer that. Like I go home and he's not there. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, phone calls, you know, 14 to 26 phone calls. I don't have to answer them. I'm like, yeah. heck yeah, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and then just navigating my my family, too, because they didn't know. And they were learning new things. So trying to. Yeah. How to tell my trauma without fully sharing it or how. I remember you telling yeah. me. Like, people aren't going to be able to handle your trauma quite like you did, or they're not going to know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so handling that once they, you know, found out some of the stuff, mm-hmm. that was... Um, and it's not always helpful. Like, you know, part of that conversation was, like, it's not always helpful for people to know everything, yeah. especially, like... um. I'm sure there, it was, I feel like probably it was an adjustment coming from like talking to someone like me where like, obviously I can handle that amount of information Yeah. because the brain will generalize and be like, oh, if I share it, people will be receptive. And it's like, I'm receptive, but I have the capacity to really handle a lot of shit where like normal people don't, especially family members. Like I remember talking about like your parents and that's, that's a totally different than like telling a friend where it's like being mindful of navigating like their reaction is is helpful to do very cautious what i shared Mm -hmm. for sure um i know my work family at that time they knew they were oh man they They were were so great they were they were great yeah they were they were there through it all um yeah Which is so important, right? It's like have a support system, even if it's not family. Because sometimes people like, everybody has different capacities for support. Yes. So not everybody knows what to do. Which my family would have went through, you know, no man's land for me. Oh, sure. But they definitely, they would have went about it the redneck way if I shared (laughs) everything. I know better than that. Maybe not the best way. (laughs) Yeah. I am very cautious what I share. Yeah. Pretty much. You, <laughs> right. And, and, but that's necessary, right? Yeah. Like it's, yeah. But I'll tell you something that was so fun to witness was you just coming into who you are from this, like, I can't be myself and I can't speak or I couldn't be myself and I couldn't yeah. speak up and I couldn't be sarcastic or witty or quick witted. And like, yeah. that is very much who you are. Like you're very quick witted. You're sarcastic. You're funny. You like to joke and like to watch you come back into that was so exciting. It was like so exciting. It was, it was definitely fun. Cause it was I'd say something and like, oh, yeah, no one's here to hurt. Like, I can say it and it's totally yeah. okay. Like, yeah. instead of just thinking it all the time. So <laughs> that was really cool, too. And yeah. to actually fully learn who I was again mm-hmm. yeah, without someone telling me who to be or what they don't like or do like or, right. you know, like putting a purple in my hair. So cute. Or the tattoos. Like. Those are things that I like. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to. Right. And let's just that. take it or leave it now. Used to, it was like, oh, don't. Okay, I'll let it. I'll just put it on the back burner and. I'll change everything about myself. Here. Right. But now it's like, no, go ahead. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's such a, like, I really love working with, um, people who have been in abusive relationships to come out of it because when they come out of it 
the shift is like night and fucking day, but also in like a different universe. It's like night and day isn't even like big enough. They're also in like a different universe where they're just like, yeah, it's such a difference. And we talked a lot about like people pleasing and like self-sacrificing and how that yeah. makes us miserable. <laughs> and, like yes. not the vibe. And it took I it took so long to convince you that <laughs> like it's actually the way to go. Yeah, Which, yeah right? like you did come from a situation where like it was literally unsafe to be authentic and honest. So like, you know, I get I get that. But it does take some convincing for people sometimes where like I promise you're not gonna die now. Like your situation definitely it was not any amount of yeah. safe, but like now that that situation has changed, like you're not gonna die. And then your brain's like, no, that sounds really fake. <laughs> yeah. Sounds fake. No, no, thank you. Because I remember you talking about the um gremlins in our brain. <laughs> and I remember they just the little fuckers go. Can you explain what gremlin brain is? So it's where your second your brain that well, I remember one time I called them lot lizards, but I know that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you called them lot lizards. Because I couldn't remember what you said. Lot lizard brain. <laughs> Everyone's going to Google lot lizard brain. Like, oh, please don't hit the end button, okay? What's her background? <laughs> Redneck. Yes. <laughs> From the country. So. I'm not a lot lizard, by the way, guys. No, I'm not. I'm not. I promise. Um, a lot lizard would say that. True, <laughs> uh, but it's pretty much where your your like your body or your your mind is like, oh, okay, yeah, this is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the exit strategy. Mm-hmm. And then the little gremlin is like, oh, oh man, but this is what's going to happen. They're not going to be happy. That's not right. Oh, that's going to be awful. We should just stay here and just, mm-hmm. and just stay. That's right. safe. You're totally, yeah, this is going to be great. And then <laughs> like, this is not great. This is, there's no great to this. Yeah. Tony I call gremlin brain like the survival mode part of your brain where it's like, keep small, don't argue, avoid, run away. And it's yes. like, that doesn't help in the long term. Sometimes it's the right answer, right? Yeah. Not, you know, the answer is not always stand up for yourself or fight. Like there is nuance to that. But gremlin brain is like, I I predetermine when people are gonna be upset and avoid anything to make them upset. <laughs> yeah. No, bitch, that's not your responsibility. We should say yes to everything we don't want to do because we don't want to make other people upset. It's okay if we're upset. We can deal with that. Right. It's okay if I hate my life. That's totally fine. It's like, yeah, that's the gremlin. We can hate our life. They can't. So we got to make them happy. No, no, we don't. We're not doing no, that. We don't. we don't have to do that. No, we don't. No. Yeah. That's yeah. so true. Looking back now, I giggle at myself. So I'm like, ah, oh, you goober. <laughs> oh, you tried so hard. But it's like, you know, the fact that you can do that, a lot of people get stuck in looking back with like shame and guilt. I should have known better. And it's like, how the fuck would you have known better? Like, yeah, you, you would never you have known. in high school when I was going to, <laughs> right. I didn't have you to tell me what to do. Right. I, and I, I wasn't this yet. So I would have been probably completely unhelpful and very judgmental. <laughs> I was not ready. Um, yeah, but it's like to look back and be like, Oh, Amy, like oh, you did you your best. Sweet little girl. Sweet, precious thing. You did your best. And it worked, right? Like, you're still yeah. alive. So, hey, it worked. We I just made it. it. 10 you out of 10. It. I wouldn't recommend, but hey, we got here. and We don't recommend, but it did work. It worked. It did work. It did. But, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like digging a 30-foot hole with a shovel when there's a backhoe right yeah. there and then people are like i'm gonna use a shovel and you're like why don't you use the backhoe and they're like what's a backhoe and it's like oh baby yeah let me show you what a backhoe is that's what i think of as therapy i'm like let me show you what a backhoe is because <laughs> you're working so hard and for no reason <laughs> other than you don't know better yeah. that sucks what about when you started um when you started seeing people like what were some of the things that were helpful for that, which I remember one being like, don't go to their place first if you don't know yeah. that. 
car for whatever reason. I had a hard time with that. I remember giving several of my friends from work, like, here's my location, because clearly well, I'm struggling with this one. But, <laughs> um, like, I just remember, like, oh, I'd have a hard time. It was either, oh, man, everything's great. I'll overlook this, this minor thing, but everything else looks great. But usually the minor thing was a big red flag. <laughs> but comparatively, it was more minor than like yeah, being threatened that a private investigator. Exactly. Like my, I was like, but it's not my ex, so <laughs> we're off to a good start. Right, we're, we're at least better. Which is one of the unhelpful things that the brain does is because like that was so bad. Your brain's like, oh my god, this is so much better, and it's like it is, but still not great. Yeah, the gremlins were like, we're in heaven. Like, no, this is just an upgrade from hell. No, right. you got to get the circle instead of the seventh circle. There's some more levels we got to go through. So I remember too, like, I remember when things were good, like there were, you know, obviously if the next relationship got better and the one was better and whatever, and you would be like, they're really nice to me and it's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like that's, a time with that. That's something I hear every time though when people leave a really bad relationship and they get into one that's better, every single time without fail they say they're really it's good and it's really weird. And it's like, yes, because you were used to a hurricane that's also on fire and now it's not on fire and you're like, where's the fire? There's supposed yeah. to be fire. And it's like, no, there's not. There's not supposed to be fire. Because I, I remember talking to you about one, telling you they told me I had a beautiful soul. And I remember you telling me, yeah, that's great now, but they don't know you. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. They don't care for 20 minutes. It's so nice. Like, okay, but they can't say that because they don't know you. From, I mean, they're not wrong. They just don't know you well enough to really yeah. say it. So... Yeah. And then there was like navigating, is this love bombing? Is this whatever? Like there are also all those questions that, that I remember us going through where it's like, okay, let's navigate. Like, is this just someone who's excited about you? Or is this someone who's like, I'm going to love bomb you and make you obsessed with me. And it's like, let's figure out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. With me, it was either "Mm -mm, don't come close or, oh my gosh, you're so nice. Let's just go. Let's just fall. Let's just go. (laughs) But now we're we're in a good spot now. Yeah, we're learning. Oh, I love that. Any particular things that um, for people who are listening who, one, I'm sure both think that we're brilliant and hilarious, which they should. Sorry, we're both taken. Uh, <laughs> anything that you would want them to know if they're like, because I assume people searching are going to say, what's therapy like? And then they're going to like, hopefully binge all these episodes. Um, anything that you would like them to know just based on like your experience with it? Don't be afraid to just do it. Um I mean, if you're lucky like I was, maybe your partner will force you into it. But <laughs> just kidding. Lucky. That was sarcasm. Right. So <laughs> to the crowd, sarcasm, okay? Right. No. But in all reality, it, you're going to learn a lot about yourself, like your true self, yeah. down in the depths of your self-land. <laughs> like you're going to learn things that you yes. had no clue. <laughs> You had no spell my water with yourself. Like there's things like I had no clue because I was always taught like this or you know, yeah, you have a backbone, but nah, don't don't use it, you know, be a lady. Oh god. Don't no. <gasps> no, no, no. <laughs> Immediately I was with my backbone now. Don't do that. <laughs> immediately makes me angry. I'm like, no. But just don't be afraid. That first visit is difficult, but not only because it's something new. It's not, it's just a new adventure. And you'll gain a whole shit ton of good stuff from it. <laughs> I hope so. But as long as you're there, they're doing 
Yes, if you have a good therapist, which I know one. Okay, <laughs> we know it. We know at least five. I have four girls that work for me. Which I like. Anybody I talk to, I'm like, hey, I went to therapy and it's great. Like, you should go. Maybe no. you should try it. Like, I'm not afraid to talk about it. It's not anything to be embarrassed about. It doesn't mean you're crazy. It means you're working on yourself. You know, isn't it crazy? Like, it's pretty bananas to me how one people who are like, I don't believe in therapy. It's like, <laughs> bet you should. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the problem. But also, the people who are the loudest critics are typically doing the most fucked up shit. And it's like, okay, but like your life is a dumpster fire. So maybe don't make fun of people who are bettering their life just because you're stubborn and a coward. Like, oh, it's always like the loudest critics are the people who need it the most. And it's like, bro, (laughs) you just stop, please go therapy. Yeah, they... It, I don't know. It's it's definitely a, a good tool. Something you can do for yourself that's good. I mean, it's, you know, some people tan, some people go get pedicures, but the self... Well, and those, those are, like, those are not transformational. Like, no. like what we did, what I do, is like, what was it you said once you said, you untangle the spaghetti and make it walk. <laughs> yeah. I'm like... Well, whatever that means. And it's so kind of funny because the guy, or it's not kind of, it is, the guy that I'm dating now, he brought that up too. That's something we actually used to talk about. What? And <laughs> and I forgotten that I had actually talked about that before, but so funny. years ago we had brought that up. And I can't remember if it was from a video his mom showed us. And that was the term? spaghetti and waffles like men have waffle brain where it's compartments it's just Mm. one thought at a time and then women have spaghetti brain and it's like oh i gotta go to the store but i also gotta get gas and then i gotta get snacks because we're going on a field trip in two weeks and might as well go ahead and have the snacks i I also think though that's a cop-out for lazy men where it's like well your brain just thinks some more things so can you plan it it's like no bitch learn not doing it but yeah i mean that's that's where i i actually love that you brought up like the pedicures and manicures thing because they're tanning because a lot of people confuse self-care with actual self-care um it's not just like things that cost money and it's completely different like we rewired your brain and your nervous system that's what a good therapist does Mm -hmm. they like take your brain they dig the rod out they plant things that are helpful and then they rewire your nervous system. Like that's what therapy, good therapy does, which is one of the intentions for this podcast is to like tell people like your therapist should be teaching you things, not just listening to you. Yes. But like your nail tech is not going to do that for you. No. Or your hairstylist. They're, they're grossly underpaid. Yes. Grossly underpaid. But, but yeah. Uh, kind of self-care for the foundation. Like your foundation needs work, so right. <laughs> agreed. Especially just people who grow up in this culture is like this culture has so many things it teaches that are toxic. No matter where you grow up, like it's just lots of things get embedded that are toxic. Yes. Hmm. Is anything else like come to mind for you to share? Anything you feel? Um, my little thought bubble uh something i heard a lot in our sessions was my they'll just die mad about it and that has been kind of that has been in the back of my mind constantly like, eh, if they don't like it they'll die mad about it die mad. but i'll die happy yeah i mean i'll be happy so <laughs> i decided i'm gonna do like a merch line where one of the things is gonna say let them die mad hey i will wear it like a billboard <laughs> I'm down. I may just get it as a tattoo with like a cute little skull and some flowers would be adorable. That would be cool too. Hey, I'm all for tattoos. I know. We'll do both. Fuck it. Yeah. 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 People, (laughs) the first time you heard me say that, what was your reaction? Well, well, my first thought was, holy shit, she is a badass. (laughs) Like that is badass. I want to be like that. 
a lot of our meetings were like, I'm like, man, I want to be like that. That's oh, what I want to do. I want to be like that. Cause I, to me, you, you are strong. You are just, oh. no, it's my world. You're allowed in it. If I say you're allowed in it. And I'm like, oh, that's what I want. I, I want that. Welcome to boundaries. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, and that's been, we're we're getting there. We're we're not Amanda yet, but we're 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 just. Chilling. We've done it a decade longer to be. <laughs> and they started there, you know. So let them die is something my dad would say all the time. Let them die. I don't care. They well, he would usually say they can die. They can. <laughs> die. And I didn't realize that that was like uh, that. People thought that was mean until I started like telling people that he would say that. He would also tell us if he was mad at us when I was young, he'd be like, well, you can go to your, fun- you can die and I won't go to your funeral. And I'm like, I really think he would go to my funeral. <laughs> I don't think that's true, dad. Which my dad is a wonderful man for everyone listening. This was the drama. <laughs> but he, I mean, I grew up with him saying like, let them die. And I'm just like, oh, that's normal. Like if people are mad at you, it's not your problem. Unless like, obviously you're intentionally being an asshole, then it's your problem. Mm-hmm. But if you're just like living your life and doing what you think is right and not intentionally hurting people, I was like, oh, that's a normal response. Like they can die. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, great. Now I teach it all the time. <laughs> like, totally works. It does. It's, yeah. I, I say it in my head multiple times a day. I love Especially that. in customer service type jobs. Good Lord. Yeah, I can die. I can die. I can die mad. I can die mad. (laughs) People think I'm really mean when, like, people who just want to complain and not fix anything, I'm just like, okay, then die. And people are like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I mean, not literally die. But, like, if you're going to drown in two inches of water, like, that's not my problem. If you're not going to fix it. (laughs) Like, your head up. At any time. Feel free. Or don't. But, like, not my problem. Yeah. Yeah, which the first time people hear that, they're typically like, oh, I could never, especially if they're female, because they've been socialized to be nice for their yeah. entire lives. And then they're like, what? And I'm like, and then by the end, they're always like, well, they can die mad about it. And I'm just like, yes, bitch. Yes, because I I know if I came to you earlier, I would be like, oh, my gosh, that's so mean. Oh, yeah. where I was like, I want to be like that. That's what I want. I, I want to be like that. <laughs> Well, and I think it, I mean, it was so far from, obviously it was like inside of you the whole time, but it was very far from like who you were allowed to be then that it's like, yeah. yeah. But you know, thriving though. I love that. Oh yeah. Amazing. Dude, thank you so much. You welcome anytime. Well, I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a few, I'll, I'll stop recording and then we can hang out. Um, okay. Thank you though. You're very welcome anytime. Hope I did what I needed to. <laughs> you were beautiful. And I like I think people are just gonna resonate so much 